Welcome, Icons. How the heck are you all doing today on this September 30th International Podcast Day on a Wisdom Wednesday? How awesome is that? Uh, I am here today with a very special guest, very special icon in our community uh, to talk about uh, reinventing your podcast, right? Re when is it time to reinvent? When is it time to, to make some changes? When is it time to shake up? Which is uh, ironic because like, I'm literally going to be somewhat talking about this on the Business Geeks podcast uh, this upcoming Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh so, uh, yeah, before we get in and before I get our guests here, uh, if you want to learn to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast, go over to IndiePodU.com to learn more about how you can work with me, work with our community, and, uh, and, and all that. In fact, we have a group coaching call tonight uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and I also want to give a big shout-out to the, uh, the International Podcast Day. If you're not familiar with it, you should go check that out. Uh, and the Podcast Awards, podcastawards.com. Uh, our icon, Todd Cochran from Blueberry Raw Voice, uh, he is running it and uh, will be announcing all the winners for all of the shows. And I'm going to give a uh, special shout-out to somebody who I was talking to uh, yesterday because they are nominated tonight and they're up against some really stiff competition in the comedy category. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to, uh, no, why am I, well, the name is, uh, no, why am I forgetting the name? This is not good. Um, uh, 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 Steven, oh crud. I'm, I'm, crashing and burning anyway i i'm gonna figure that out but in the meantime uh, i wanted to remind everybody that uh if you want to win a free ride one month free ride into the indie pod university go to indiepodcasters.com slash gram hit that that follow button and uh we will pick a a winner this friday on free ride friday uh and in the meantime here is our guest icon tim gillette i need hey, hey. claps in the chat what's going on sir good to see you my friend are you are you back to sitting down or are you still standing no actually i'm kind of leaning back all right you're you know what i mean i've got a, i've got a, a stool that i can lean on and twist some anyway oh man uh so so yeah so how, how are how are you doing today how are you feeling oh man well I've, I've had this cold flu type thing for like about two weeks and it's like irritating oh, no. and it's like um but i it seemed to be getting over it so uh, I had to go see the doctor last week and they had to test. It's like, you know, it's two of the symptoms of COVID. Only oh. two. And okay. she's like, oh, well, because well, they, they tested. It's like, okay, well, everything else is fine. You don't have a fever. You know what I mean? You don't have a, but yeah, it's just a cold. I get sinuses this time of year and it goes into an infection every time. Uh, well, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to know, right? So you got tested? Uh, I didn't get tested for COVID because basically she said, no, you don't have COVID. Uh, there's the okay. one significant thing that I know about that I don't have COVID, and that is taste. I do mm. a coffee tasting at my Starbucks with the staff every morning. All right. And trust me, they know. I, I know my taste is there uh, because <laughs> I teach the staff at Starbucks how to taste. And that's where I learned how to taste from the Starbucks. So anyway. <sighs> Well, that that is uh, that is awesome to to hear. I'm glad that you're you still have your taste, uh, you know, for for everybody. 
you know that's around you to to hopefully you don't have it but anyway uh so for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you uh what you do can you please fill them in on what you well what you do there tim so basically, guys, I'm kind of in that bracket where it's like coach consultant, but basically I lead masterminds around the idea of creating content so that you can get clients faster. Uh, we call it simple, easy marketing. And the concept is built around the fact that, okay, what can I do that if someone finds me to get no, get to know, like, and trust me faster, to get to push the buy button faster off of my website Or, all right, what is it that's going to take to make them actually, if they meet me, research my website to make me want to make them want to pick up the phone and go, okay, I'm in. Uh, So we work everything to try to help our clients get that process faster. And we do it through content creation and uh, have been doing that since about 2010. And 2010, I started into it because I was getting into speaking and really kind of didn't know what I was doing. So I started a blog. And uh, I became a known as blogger in 2012. I started doing a radio show slash podcast. Uh, you know, uh, it was called a ra- internet radio show, but really it was a podcast, same concept. And then in 2015 and 16, we went into live stream video and became known as one of the stunt, stunt pullers on Blab and, uh, you know, got known as a stunt puller on Blab. And, other than that, guys, I now lead a thing called Blog and VideoCon here in Dallas. When we are allowed to have live video, live events again, we're going to have it, which 12, 2021 is our next one right now. We're doing, a, doing them virtual right now. So, mm, Yeah. And, and you do, I mean, you run great events, man. And uh, I'm happy to, to be a part of them and uh, to help promote them and, and support them and support you. And, and uh, likewise, you know, to have the support back is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the, the greatest thing I can say 2020 about being stuck at home is I really got to know you, you know what I mean? And got to know uh-huh. your community. You got to know my community. And it really, it's been a great bonus because I think you and I are probably brothers from another mother that kind of just <laughs> meld in and uh, can answer like the questions that like the questions I don't know. Joe, Joe jumps in my community and answers. And sometimes the questions he doesn't know. He asks me and I answer in his community. So it's a, it's a great, you know, one of those great relationships that I think came out of 2020. Oh, there, I, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, I mean, that, that absolutely is, uh, you know, towards the top of the list of the great things that came out of 2020. It's, mm-hmm. it hasn't been all bad. Uh, yeah. it's, you know, there's been, there's been a handful of good things and, um, I, you know, I, I wanted to correct myself from earlier when I said that there, we have a, uh, icon that I got to talk to yesterday and I wasn't sure what the name of the podcast was. And that was cause I don't think he actually mentioned the name of the podcast yesterday because I probably would have remembered it. Uh, but it's, we need to talk and he has got really big competition in the likes of Amy Schumer and Kevin Bacon in his comp. Yeah. Right. Like I see, wow. see Tim's face. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, uh, super honored, you know, he, they're super honored to be nominated, uh, for, for, uh, best podcast, uh, uh, of the, you know, best comedy podcast of the year. Uh, but, but with that said, like he, he's, you know, aware that the competition he's going and he even said drop bear and Panda, I guess they're a pretty big comedy podcast as well. So who, who knows, who knows, but I, I am, I am definitely, that is one category that I will be pulling for them. I haven't looked too closely at the rest of the podcast awards to see who is nominated and who I know from that, uh, for, you know, from there, um, do you, do you, uh, have you looked at all? 
I haven't looked at all, uh, you know, and, and um, I was going to take a look at, you know, my four o'clock to five o'clock, my time is that, that like that, that window I have to work, to look at that today. <laughs> uh, Wednesdays is usually a very busy day for me. I started off this morning. I actually had two extra meetings thrown in today. And then Joe said, Hey, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, here's my window. I can fit it in. So anyway, yeah. Uh, busy people get things done. So Wednesdays is just my busy day. And yeah. Well, I, I, I really appreciate it. And I knew what I knew what I was asking when I asked, uh, Mm -hmm. because of, uh, the other day when you mentioned like, man, Wednesdays are like totally jammed. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I haven't had Tim on this show yet, uh, the IndyPod Daily Show, so I'm I'm excited to to be able to have him on, and if he can make it fit, then it would be mm-hmm. awesome. So, with that said, let's talk about the topic that we're actually supposed to be here, which is time to reinvent your podcast. Uh, this topic came up. Uh, I don't know when it was that you had said it about like the idea of like what if you had to start all over uh, tomorrow, and what would you do, and all that, and I and that has stuck with me. To uh, maybe almost to a fault, to a fault since uh, since you you said it, and uh, it's uh, like why don't you go into what what it what does it mean to reinvent your podcast? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean one of the things is is my coach and mentor Craig Duswall. It's like the first chapter in his book when he built his Rockstar Super Success System, and he said, "Be willing to reinvent yourself." And he actually talked about some great people. Uh, in history who did it in music. And he used, uh, you know what I mean? The guy was who, who created himself to be Buster Poindexter in the 1980s. All right. Was David, I can't think of his last name, but he was in in like the New York dolls and he reinvented himself because the music industry needed that. And he talked about how sometimes we've got to do that in our business. You know, I started my business out again. I didn't really know the the direction I wanted to go. uh, But I started always, it's like I took a, bit of advice and I went with it. And in 2010, when I finally got off my ass and decided to do something, um, I was like, okay, what do I do? And how do I do this? And they said, first thing that my coach at the time said was you got to have a domain name that says who you are. Forget all this slash dash quack. You got to be able to say something in a domain name that says who you are. And I looked and looked and looked and, and then we bought uh, the first domain name I bought was Rocker Coach because I had long hair and everything like that, but it didn't ring and come off the, 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 the tongue the way I wanted it. So I bought Rocker Life Coach, all right? And Rocker Life Coach was what I was known for, but I wasn't a life coach. I was more business-oriented than a life coach. Um, and I, I, it was cool sounding, but it wasn't until I sat down and I, I, I you know, my Craig, Craig Dustwalt in 2012 became my mentor and I've been with him ever since. And him and another guy in his mastermind sat and cornered me and said, listen, we need to reinvent you because you're, you're giving a mixed message. And that's the first time I had to learn to be fluid in my brand because I watched somebody else in the room um, in that same mastermind uh, uh, breakout group get all upset when they did the same thing on reinventing your brand. And they got all upset. They left the mastermind. They never came back. They never did anything with their business because basically they were stuck in their way on something that wasn't working. And I went, man, I got, I got to be able to be always be willing to reinvent. And I learned that task um, throughout the years. 2012, we come up with uh, it was 2013. We come up with the rock and roll keys to business success because I was more business oriented. 
And then 2015, it was Rock Around Your Blog. And that came about by being fluid and asking questions about what I was doing, you know, asking questions to the audience, asking questions to your mentor. It's where you find that. And the fluidity to your brand can be, you know, when you learn to recreate, like the audience isn't is, is not going where you're going, but you make a tweak and all of a sudden now the audience has come grinding in and following in because it's that tweak you made. Most of us won't, won't Joe, if you notice, they're not going to, they're, they're not willing to make that change. You know? No. I mean, if I didn't make that change with Mapcom, we wouldn't, you know, probably wouldn't be sitting here because it, yeah. it wouldn't be, this wouldn't have grown as fast as it did in the last 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking about that this morning uh, out on my run, like how, how like, you know, just the, the one word can make such a big difference uh, where people, um, they resonate with it all of a sudden and find it because they're looking for it and they join and they're, they start piling in and learning and, and growing with it. So, uh, you know, and, and sometimes it, sometimes some of the things don't matter as much as we would maybe want them to matter. Like, uh, like, like to me, you know, I, the whole mid Atlantic podcast conversation was like, Oh no, that's just where it's held. That's not the people, the people, we have people from all over the world that are in this community, like that, that have come to these events and it's mm -hmm. awesome and it's fun and it's, it's a great time and uh, it's welcoming and, and, and all that. But you know, like that barrier of just the word mid Atlantic was, was a problem. And it's very, very clear because of the amount of growth that we've had since changing it, um, mm -hmm organically he's like not even like doing any ads or or anything like that so uh you know I, I and i think we sometimes get stuck in those those things where it's like but people love that that name right people love what what it is and and people are have an attachment to that but it doesn't necessarily mean that the the what you're doing has to change. Like when I changed the, my show uh, from Dreamers Podcast to Business with Super Joe Pardo, it's like the show really didn't change. The title, the, branding the title changed, right? The yeah. branding changed a bit, uh, quite a bit, and and but I, I feel like even then it still wasn't enough of a change. It wasn't enough of a um, of a of a connection with the people that I was trying to reach with that message. So we grew, but not 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 exponentially, right? And and after having experiencing like the growth of what you know Icon has had from Mapcon, it's like whoa, well okay, so this is what's possible. <laughs> like this is what's possible with just you know the right messaging, the right branding, and like turning the key in the lock and like do, 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 unlocked, and now all of a sudden you have access to so much more than you did prior. Yeah. Um, but I, so I think you know, some, difference. some of the things that maybe your audience is not, some of the, if the first key I want you guys to remember in this is you got to be willing to change when it has to happen. Um, because if you're not, you're going to be deadlocked. In some cases, you, it's not going to happen because of the fact that you're deadlocked on this is the way it's going to be. And that willingness to change will sometimes make it work the way it is. But if you're not willing to change, um, you know, I, number one, I, 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 this personally happened to me. We, we just got the trademark down for simple, easy marketing. So like you can't use the name simple, easy marketing in your podcast. Oh, congratulations. All right. Because I can come after you for that. I own and that. You should, right? To protect it. Yeah. To protect it. That's my trademark. It's well, my, cause yeah, you had to do all that work, but yeah. yeah. My coach and my mentor, 
um, he got his trademark and found out that someone that attended his conference years and years ago decided to go start a podcast using his trademark. He has to send a cease and desist to them. Now, that's his business. Right. To me, when we were going after Simple Easy Marketing, we came up with another name first, but someone had a version of that. The, the second we tried to make it public, they slapped our hands and said, whoa, 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 whoa. I own that. <laughs> and I had to go in and change all of my stuff, take all the domain names I bought and let them expire because I couldn't use them. And that's it. If you're not willing to change and you hit that wall, it's like, oh, well, I tried. Guess it's not for me. You know, and you quit and your message really wasn't had to what change. It was just the brand that had to change. That's the key. Why you've got to be willing to be fluid until you can find that trademarkable thing. When you got that trademarkable thing down, guys, you own it. Nobody can take it away from you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, so yeah, so when when is it time when 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 sh what what are the warning signs that we should be looking at that does like hey we should make you know maybe we should make a change well well the biggest thing is is you should make a change if if basically you're tapping into someone else's trademark oh no, I, no, no, I was talking about like to just reinvent in general not to oh to reinvent not, not for the tapping into somebody else's trademark yeah yeah that, that, that's as soon as you get the season this is letter it's like yeah is it is this a hill worth dying on probably yeah. not <laughs> but the, when you I should should consider to do it it's not something that you got to sit there and go well you know what i mean should i it's signs kind of come up um, you know what I mean? As you grow in your business, you'd be tapped. First of all, you need to be tapped into a coach or a mastermind of people who can actually help give you feedback on this. And when you get to the point where you're going, okay, I'm kind of like at this level where I'm not growing anymore. Now you go ask your mastermind or your coach, uh, can I ask you a couple questions? And in mine, it was, I, I asked a mastermind group I was part of in California. Um, and I said, Hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stagnant on, on getting speaking gigs. What should I do? And that was where uh, the, the guy who was leading the mastermind actually said to me, Tim, what are the two topics people ask you to speak about most? And that was when we went from rock and roll keys to business success to rock around your blog. Because he went, okay, what are they? And I said, blogging and branding. Well, okay, that's all. Did you say rock around your blog? Was rock, rock around, around your blog. Yeah, and I think oh, cool. I spoke rockaroundyourblog.com. But the idea <laughs> behind that was... I was at that point in time realized, okay, things aren't growing anymore. What do I do to get things growing and taking off? I was now at, at a place with my brand that I was, um, how did I say? I was in a, in, a, in, a, in a category where everybody was at. And I was trying to do a twist onto it that really not everybody was willing to take off and listen to. So that made me open to start asking questions. How do I improve? If you're looking at your brand right now and you're realizing right now, you know, I, I'm stagnant. My numbers aren't growing. I'm not getting any new followers. Um, you know, it's the same 10 people listening to my podcast every week. Maybe start asking around and, and seeing, you know, through your mastermind or mentorship, what can I change? Because it sometimes it may not be the name. It's sometimes maybe it's the message. But you got to be willing to ask, always be willing to ask, what should I be willing to change? Change is always out there. You're going to always have to have to get into it one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it is. And, you know, something that came up the other day when I was talking to somebody was like, 
Okay, great. Like you're, uh, you know, I was thinking about doing, making some changes and they're like, great. So, but you're, you're changing one thing when there's like 15 other variables that, that could be the thing that is actually the problem. Not, mm -hmm. not that. Right. So it's like, okay. Uh, maybe, may, maybe I need to, you know, go back and think it, think this through a little bit more, yeah. um, because it's not necessarily like, and, and the other thing is, is setting a goal for what you want that reinvention to look like, right? Yeah. Who, like how many more downloads do you want? Or how many more, you know, visitors to your, your site do you want? Or how many more emails do you want people to reach out to you with? Like questions or, or something that fact, like set some kind of goal. So at least you have some benchmark. And of course, uh, before you maybe do that, take some time to like figure out, like figure out what that benchmark looks like and kind of chart it. So you're like, okay, like I can go back and say, oh, well, we, you know, we had 10 people a day checking out the website. Now, I, since I changed these couple of words, uh, some of the branding of it, all of a sudden now it's at like 15 a day. Okay. Well, is it starting to move? Is it, is it 15 on the way up to 20, up to 30, up to 40, 50, 60, or is it, okay, it's 15 maybe we're still not there's some other variable or some other piece of the the, the puzzle that's like not there yet for every yeah. for, for the people coming in so i mean yeah and and um and along that joe is, is now you're looking at those numbers is just because you think you might have failed at something does not mean it's a failure mm. all right um i always say you know success is built failure to failure it is not built by, you know what I mean, I, I, I success. It's the failures that make you stop and go, okay, I failed at this. What do I do to fix this? Build yeah. off of the failure, first of all, and, and go from one failure to find success. And that's where I found most of mine was when I was up against the wall going, oh, man, what do I got to do now? That's where I'm tuned into. And again, that's why I always tell people being a mastermind, you know what I mean, or have a coach. Yeah. All right. It's part of what we tell in our, you know, have discipline is that's how you're going to know by keeping accountable, disciplined system to work with somebody who actually can overlook and not be in the middle of your crap to figure it out. That's why we have masterminds and coaches. Um, that's, you know, and the biggest thing there is, is, is in that is being open to, uh, to when you fail. Okay, great. What do I use to take this failure to build? Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, yeah, the lessons that you learn, uh are awesome what's up jim what's up Ragger? thank you hey, for, for joining us uh so yeah it's it you know it is it's always taking that lesson those lessons away from what you're you're doing and and digesting the uh what actually took place right because like we can look at the results and if you go straight to the results that's not necessarily showing you the whole picture right yeah. the numbers sometimes don't always show the whole picture because like hey you could be looking at the numbers but the numbers that you're looking at, maybe they're over Christmas break. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah, so it's not a real good, clear picture of what the whole looks like. So you need to go back to the previous Christmas breaks and like look at those and see like, okay, is it generally light? Or maybe, hey, maybe it's, uh, you know, weight loss. So it should be like, hey, popping, you know, for January 1st. Like it, it just depends on where where you're at like what you're looking at and and making sure that you're looking at as much of the full picture as you possibly can uh to achieve what you're looking to you know what the goal is yeah so yeah so i i um you know and again it's easy to get caught up in the numbers it's easy to get caught up in 
you know, looking at other people and comparing and, mm-hmm. and getting that, that comparison going where it's like, oh, man, they're, look at them. They're already doing all this stuff and making this happen. And, and what do I got? What do I got going on? Like, it's not enough. But you look at other people and you're like, oh, man, I have a lot more going on than, than some other people. Or some people are looking at you and they're like, wow, how do you got all this stuff going on? It's like... It, it, it's hard. It's, it's still a mental game at that point as well. And Rager says, Tim, I learned what a coach's role is from one of your happy hours. Uh, it really helped me understand how I can help others. That's awesome That's right. to hear. Yeah. Every one of us, uh, every one of us in a way in our lives are coaches. You do understand that. And, and uh, you know what I mean? It's t- uh, totally off topic what we're doing, but you know, it, yeah. once you learn something, that's why you're part of a mastermind to help others learn it. So, but to get back to our branding here and, and, and reinvention, you notice when you, you mentioned weight loss in the beginning of the year, and it made me think, you notice when Weight Watchers rebranded themselves? Uh, it was in January. Okay. Uh, when they make the changes to their program each year, when do they make it? January. January. Why? Yeah. That's their biggest influx of new people coming in. And now's the time to recreate the brand to either A, learn from last year's mistakes and correct it a bit, or B, time to move forward with something new to help those people who've been in our program for years and yeah. bring in new people. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. It, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense because you have the, the most amount of attention, attention mm-hmm. coming to the brand, right? Like yeah. they're not going to care if it's in August and maybe by August, it'll, if you did it in August, it's like you get by the time you get to January, people are like, who, who is this? Like, where, yeah. what happened to Weight Watchers? Like, where, where do Weight Watchers go? Like, this has been around forever. Like, where where'd they go? Yeah. They disappeared, right? And it's like they didn't disappear. They just weren't spending enough money because that's not the time of year that they spend that much money and in their you know in their marketing to push this this whole new thing so it's like why not tie it in with that yeah. tie it in where they're going to spend the money when they're going to spend the money um well, so yeah i'm sorry go ahead but yeah the other thing i mean yeah that's it i mean because you're always tying it in around a point where you know that's the time to use it to grow but on that yeah. joe i mean do you run your your podcasts in seasons or you just run episode numbers i just run episode numbers so yeah. i've got one that i do in seasons and when I change the season, I do the changes. So, you know what I mean? That's where I tweak it at the seasons, not at, uh, you know what I mean? Not at like intervals, because I know that's a dividing point. Most mm-hmm. people are looking for where's that dividing point. Well, just because you came up with the idea today doesn't mean you implement it today. No, do some research onto it. Uh, say you're going to launch your next season on November 1st. Well, great. That's when you get start doing the prep work and everything to get it done now. You know what I mean? That's yep. that's what like, you know, we we went into 2020 um, with the idea of branding everything in our business to be around simple, easy marketing. And, you know, that's when we changed our brand coming into the new year. Well, going into 2021 is where that's all going to be launched because of the fact that 2020, we didn't do live events. We only did virtual events. So, yeah, knowing that switching point, all right, is not always meaning, guys. Okay, I I learned it on today, uh, September thirtieth. So I need to relaunch on October first. No, it may be November first before you launch that change. You know what yeah. I mean? Just because you learned it today doesn't mean you switch everything today and drop everything. You learn from the failures. Take a month to evaluate this and make a launch out of it, not an instant launch, but a soft launch. 
Yeah, no, I, I, well, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, do, definitely giving time to, to uh, think. And then actually make sure you go and do those Google searches to make sure you're not the only, you know, yeah. you're not stepping on anybody else's toes or, or, or how you're, you know, how you're coming to market with it uh, and what you're coming to market with. And, and, and then get ideas from those people, right? Like see what they're doing and, and tweak it and figure out what works for you uh along the way so yeah so i mean there's a lot there's a lot there that you can uh you can learn from from their you know what they did and then I, another trick that i would uh suggest and it might be harder on some of these these sites that uh you know are like using like landing pages or something but what i would do is i would go back to the Wayback machine and then look like at their iterations of those pages that they had prior to like what you're seeing now so you can kind of see that progress that they made and like where they made those stumbling blocks. So like you go, you're like, I, the way I always do is like, I get an idea, I Google it, see if somebody else has the idea. If they, if I can't find it, then like, boom, all of a sudden I know like, all right, I can, you know, kind of start to develop the idea further. Uh, but if you did find somebody like, you know, you look at their site, you look, read up what's, what's going on, you watch some videos or whatever they got going on, listen to podcasts. And then like I said, go back to the way back machine and kind of like, go back a month, go back three months, five months, six months, and just take a look and see like, what's the development of their site look like? What language are they using? Right? How has that changed? Um, has it gotten more professional? Has it gotten more dumbed down? Has it gotten more simplified? Yeah. Just take a look, see what, you know, see what they have. Cause then you'll know, like, just because somebody has a big name doesn't mean that their site's actually working. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like they, they got other, they got iterations too, right? They're trying to hit different target markets. We can't all be Coca-Cola with like 20 different marketing messages going out at once targeted at different demographics and geographics and, and all that. So, you know, it, we, you know, you have to you have to think about uh, those types of things of like, how is it going to affect you? How's it going to affect the people that are that are already fans of what you're doing? Right. Like and but so the other thing is and to go back to the idea of the rocker life. Right. And mm -hmm. how like, you know, and I've read it like a hundred, you know, a hundred times. Right. Every time you have an artist, they come out with a new album. And they're like, yeah, you know, we really want you know, we're OK with shedding some of our listeners because uh, we, we know that this is where we want to be and this is how the sound that we want to have and it's different than what our last stuff was and they're like they they're well aware that like there's people that aren't going to identify with that and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna move on right they're gonna enjoy the old stuff but not the new stuff and be told that they're sellouts and be told that, that they don't know what they're doing and all that stuff so yeah you know, I, I, I think about that, you know what I mean? And I, a band comes to mind when you say that. And um, for some of you people who are into unique rock, like I have always have been, is Depeche Mode. You know, yeah. Depeche Mode is known for, in the popular world, is known for like two songs. But the Depeche Mode fans hate those two songs because those are just the two popular songs. The real Depeche Mode fans love all the creative stuff Depeche Mode puts out. All right. And that's what's going to happen. You're going to get those fans who really, really love you. And those are the ones that you got to you got to feed and you got to keep going to because they're the ones that are going to support you. Uh, you know what I mean? Your two hit singles. All right. If you try to pander to them, you know, I mean, it's great if you can. But if that's not your creative niche, sooner or later, it's going to become a job to you. And you're going to be like, well, I don't want to do this podcast. I mean, it's just another job to me, you know, and that's where. Depeche Mode is the great example of that. They have two songs yeah. that pretty much everybody in the popular world knows, 
But the real Depeche Mode fans buy everything about Depeche Mode because their were their their music is just a little bit weird. But to Depeche Mode fans, it's cool. I'm trying to think what what is the other song other than Enjoy the Silence? And I'm gonna feel embarrassed when you say it. But uh, Depeche Mode, I know them for uh, Personal Jesus. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, that song is okay. Like it's all right. Yeah, Personal I, it, Jesus, and there's another one too, and I can't think of the name of it, but. Um, uh... Oh, I'll fire up iTunes for the first time in like forever because <laughs> I know I have, I know I have it in there. Uh, after it takes a month and a half to load, yeah. uh, let's see. Depeche. Somebody oh, type it into the comments and let us know what it is. Let's see who who who's in your in your fan base. It's a Depeche Mode fan. So, I mean, I think I have a bunch of their like songs, but I don't I don't know. God, iTunes is painfully slow. Mm -hmm. it, it is. It is. So, I mean, but I can go with other rock bands and their rebranding process. All right. Look at, um, look at Van Halen. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Van Halen. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? There's people who love the old David Lee Roth and that's me. I love the old David Lee Roth stuff, but in reality, I love Sammy Hagar. I just, I'm more of a David Lee Roth fan in Van Halen. Under Sammy Hagar, Van Halen had more hits, made more money, did more tours, and became more popular. That's just a fact. All right. Really? That, that, really? that is. Uh, I thought just it was they, the other way around. No, no, no. Uh -huh. uh, the, the downturn that they made that cost them was going with Gary Sharon on the third version of it. And then that lasted like little less than one album. All right. And Gary Sharon was gone. All right. Since then, they've brought back both both Sammy and Dave. And I think Dave's kind of the person in there. But the point behind it is, you know, sometimes your brand, there's going to be people who like the old and there's going to be people who like the change. All right. And let's face it. It's when you make that change and things grow again. I still am a David Lee Roth fan, but under Sammy Hagar, they had more hits all right, they did more uh, tours, they made more money. That's just a proven fact, whether uh, I like it or not. It's pr uh, precious. Is it precious? I think precious. Yeah, I didn't even but start that's a, it. that's a new wait, that's a newer song. Uh, uh, what's the song here? I'm gonna pull it up here. Um, personal Jesus and um. I don't even understand iTunes anymore. Like, I just want to see a list of the songs and it's not showing me a list and I go to view and I can't even see. Like, I just want to see the, like, like the old, like track name person. Like it's just, it's just cover art, like stacked on top of each other. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it was something to do with, um, Oh, it's no good. That's it. That's that's the song. the The other one I mentioned, "Precious," was uh, that was a more recent song yeah. that came yeah. out. That was pretty good. You know, people are really people good. was uh, was the other one from nineteen eighty four, um, but I think "Personal Jesus" okay. was like eighty six or eighty seven, and that's the two I know them for. All right, a lot of the other ones I really didn't know them for. Oh, just can't get enough. Yeah, yeah. So so they have a handful of songs that are like I think I don't know where they they rack you know rank in the I think more people charts, know them for, but... for, for uh, people are people and personal Jesus in the popular realm 
but it's all of their music is good. Again, I'm not oh, sitting yeah. there criticizing, but the people who love, 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 love the Pesh mode, uh, let's face it, they went out and and they bought Precious because they've been a fan since 1981. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, no, that's good. I, um, I didn't realize I, had, I have a bunch of like, st- like. Uh, uh, never let me down again uh mm-hmm. sung by smashing pumpkins and and depeche mode like yeah that's pretty cool anyway uh this is this is some old stuff that i'm looking through so anyway uh i guess the i guess the lesson there is is that you know uh don't be afraid to, to find some people that you trust uh and ask them what they think and get their input um especially if they're fans of what you do and like actively support what you do and like get what you do versus people that just don't they're like oh you do that podcast thing yeah cool like but if they're not actually invested in your you know in what you do then it's not gonna it's not gonna help you by asking them what they think because they just aren't gonna have a real valid opinion uh of your you know from your fan base perspective so yeah we we used to do a thing with uh in our marketing you know you know, post after the podcast, after we get them into the list, stuff like that. We would do a thing in marketing with our newsletter where we did the video newsletter and then we did a survey at the end of it, asking them what they wanted next. And basically uh, the way I did it was a unique way. It was something I did was very unique and and, and it's a marketing technique. Hey man, uh, thanks Larry. Larry. I I appreciate that. Um, I love Larry too. Um, we did it where we'd say, basically we'd give them every question. We'd give them like two or three options. And what they didn't know is it was like a two question survey with two options under each thing on the survey. And it was, what do you want us to create for next week's newsletter? But next week's newsletter was already written because basically I recorded 52 videos and I put it out over 52 weeks. And when you went to survey and you filled it out and you said, well, I want option a, I want option B on the second question. Next week was a combination of everything. So basically I made it sound like when I brought it up, well, so last week you said you wanted, and that's it. Because basically I set the things out there for what I want. So people were choosing it. Most people are, they don't, they don't have enough guts to basically go out there and say to their audience, well, would you like A or would you like B? You know, uh, and I know you do that in your events. You give them two options, don't you? Uh, generally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, it's funny. I, uh, one of the podcasts, uh, one of the few podcasts I listened to is, uh, the Disney dish podcast with Jim Hill. And they were talking about this, uh, they like, Oh, Disney's going to come up with this new ticket where you can get into the magic kingdom, like starting after, I think like one o'clock or something like that. Uh, and it, it was basically like for like convention goers, right? So like, they're, cause they're going to go to the convention first thing in the morning, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and it's like, they, they're like, well, as, and, and of course, as soon as you buy that ticket that they were just testing for like, you know, uh, a six month period or something like that, they're like, you're going to get that. They're going to, you know, as soon as you buy the ticket, you're going to get the survey. Why did you buy this ticket? What, what, what value do you feel like you're going to get out of this ticket? And, and all these crazy questions in their long, long, long surveys. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's and, and they're trying to parse all that data together to get a big baseline on what what they want. The one funny thing was, uh, 
in one of the surveys was like prior to the Star Wars land opening up down in, in Disney World this year, uh, they're like, oh, they started asking questions like in one of the surveys about uh, what was it like? How much do you like Star Wars, Tim? You you like Star Wars? I like you Star answer, Wars. Yeah, yeah. But 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 the person answered, I don't. So they said. So how much did you spend on Star Wars last year? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, because they're trying to gauge, like, well, you know, I went to the movie, you know, I went, I went to see the the movie in theaters, and I and and you know, we did this thing, or or went to you know Star Wars weekends or something. So like, I don't really love Star Wars, but I happened to spend this amount of money on like lightsabers and things that for the kids, like, but I don't care for it. So they're trying to get you know th- these ideas of like get, getting real deep into the mind of the people that they're they're selling to um so you know don't be afraid to do surveys they help Uh, i've done them over the years uh and and uh it it can really give you some good insight into what you're doing wrong um so look for those people that are like giving the negative feedback because like a lot of people be like i love you and it's great and everything's awesome it's like cool like thank you so much i appreciate that now what do you not like? And then tell it, give it to me straight so that I can figure out how to fix that thing. Yeah. Uh, or just the wording or just the, the branding or the messaging or whatever it takes. Speaking of adjusting, we got to adjust our way out of here, Tim, because uh, we are running out of time. I don't want to infringe upon your, your one hour of free time <laughs> for the day. Uh-huh. Uh Tim, h- tell people how, how they can get in touch with you, how they can connect with you, please. Well, you know, it's timgillette.com. It's very simple. That's T-I-M-G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E, just like the razorblade.com, is my main website. All right, go over there, check it out. We do virtual events. We do all kinds of unique things, but you can get to the main page there, read a couple blog posts, stuff like that. And um, I'd appreciate you stop by and uh, check us out. Yeah, yeah, and you absolutely should. When is your next event there? Uh, hold on. I actually got something in front of the calendar. I actually have to pull it out and move it so I can tell. My next one is October 17th. So, uh, October 17th. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I wonder, do I have, I don't know if I have it on my and calendar. Yeah, I think, I, and I think I, I still have I the, I think I do have it on my calendar. No, yeah, I don't. Oh, speaker, I do have it on my calendar. Yeah, yeah. The speaker submissions are still open. So a couple people in the podcasting world, by all means, I've had a lot of people from here, uh, come over and submit speakers. You know, I mean, you and Larry are almost always are speaking, uh, Ross brand probably be in there as well, but, uh, by all means guys, I like to get one or two newbies every, every month. So yeah, that would be, that would be awesome. Simple, so I, easy I events for that. Just simple, easy events.com takes you to our next event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our, our next event is October 24th. So, uh, get it on your calendar. There will be speaker submissions going out, uh, at some point in the not too distant future. Uh, it'll be a, you know, it should be a one day event inside the indie pod, uh, community. It'll be a free event, uh, like the previous ones that we've done that weren't icon six. And, uh, so I'm looking, looking forward to that. I got to figure out what the topic's going to be for that one. Uh, and there was one other thing I wanted to point out. Um, oh, we have our, we also have our big event, which basically is going to be virtual on uh, November 6th and 7th. So normally it would be a in-person event, but we're doing it virtual because of, uh, COVID and just everybody's not ready to travel, travel yet. So yeah, that's yeah, blogging video is... for that one. So 
That's awesome. Well, you should totally go check that out as well. Uh, I wish I could be there in person, uh, but we will we'll get there. We will get there uh, month by month. Is you know hopefully. 2021 this isn't a you know a warm-up for for 2021 anyway uh let me see here to if you want to learn how to launch grow or and or monetize your podcast go over to indiepodu.com today to learn how uh you can sign up for the indiepod university and uh and work with me and the community and we have a group coaching call tonight tomorrow uh we have tim Bryan coming on icon tim Bryan coming on here for training thursday where we'll be doing a one-on-one coaching session so looking forward to that uh i don't know what time that is that's at 2 p.m eastern tomorrow so i'm looking forward to to that working with him uh of course we have free ride friday coming up and on free ride friday if you are subscribed to our instagram over at indiepodcasters.com slash gram hit that follow button uh you will be entered in to win a free one month ride into the indiepod university uh other than that i think i think we're good happy international podcast day happy international everyone. podcast day if you don't yeah. have a podcast today's the day to start one yeah right uh and good luck uh to we need to talk and any on all of the uh the the nominees for the annual podcast uh awards over at podcastawards.com go check out those uh podcasts show some love show some support and uh i'm looking forward to see who, who the winners are tonight i don't know what time what time is it uh september 30th at 6 p.m uh pst so 9 p.m eastern uh looking looking forward to that so yeah. Uh, have a great night, everybody. I will see you all tomorrow. Thanks again, Tim, for taking the time yeah. to be here and uh, take care.